Murder is defined as the unlawful, premeditated killing of one human being by another. However, being charged and convicted of murder isn't always as simple as a definition. With that said, let's talk murder. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Murder with Diamond Kisan. I am your host, Diamond Kisan. For those who may be new to the broadcast, Let's Talk Murder with Diamond Kisan is a crime-based podcast that takes an inside look at the crime from the side of the accused. In each episode, we go beyond the headlines and get up close and personal to the story via the words of the individual charged with the crime. On this episode of Let's Talk Murder, we explore the case of George Huggins. You ready? Let's get into it. So for this backstory, it's coming from the KPIX CBS San Francisco Bay Area website, and that's sanfrancisco.cbslocal.com. The title of this reads, Life Sentence for Convicted Killer of Google Job Seeker. It was posted on June 3rd, 2013 at 1.23 p.m. Alright, let's get started. An unrepentant Oakland man, who claims that he is innocent, was sentenced Monday to life in prison for murdering a Virginia man who had come to the Bay Area for a job interview at Google three years ago. George Huggins, 26, was convicted on March 20th of first-degree murder and the special circumstance of committing a murder during a robbery for the fatal shooting of 45-year-old Jing Hong Kong, who was fatally shot in the 1900 block of Webster Street in downtown Oakland at about 11.30 p.m. on July 18, 2010. In addition, Huggins was convicted of attempted second-degree robbery for trying to rob Hai Hong, a dental assistant who had just cleaned Kang's teeth at her office on Webster Street that night. He was also convicted of two counts of second-degree robbery for taking items from a man and woman, both 26 at the time, as they were sitting in a parked car in the 1700 block of Telegraph Avenue early the morning of June 21, 2010, several weeks before Kang was killed. Huggins also was convicted of using a gun to shoot and injure the man in the earlier incident. Just before he was sentenced by Alameda County Superior Court Judge John Rolison today, Huggins said he's completely innocent and he's upset that prosecutor Tim Wellman called him a monster during his trial. Huggins' lawyer, Annie Billis, bitterly complained that Huggins was the victim of a terrible prosecution that included the most despicable type of evidence, such as presenting testimony from a citizen witness who identified Huggins as the culprit and a jailhouse informant who said Huggins admitted carrying out the crimes. But Rolfelson said he feels quite comfortable sentencing Huggins to life in prison because he agrees that the jury's verdict against him after only one day of deliberations was appropriate. Wellman told jurors during the trial that Huggins and his former girlfriend, Althea Housley, 36, also of Oakland, targeted Kang and his friend Huang as they stood next to Kang's rental car because they were vulnerable as they were easy targets. Wellman said King had flown to the Bay Area because he had a job interview at Google the next day, and he had driven his rental car to downtown Oakland to have his teeth cleaned by Huang, a dental hygienist whom King had met at a church conference. He said Huggins and Housley worked together as a team, with Huggins approaching male victims and Housley approaching female 
victims. And that was what they did when they walked up to Kang and Huang. Woman said Housley grabbed Huang by her hair and threw her to the ground and Huggins pointed a gun at Kang and demanded that he turn over his money. Kang told Huggins all he had was $17 and he gave Huggins that amount, but Huggins still fired three shots at him, striking Kang in his leg and his chest and killing him, Wellman said. Housley and Huggins then fled, according to the prosecutor. Oakland police obtained video footage of the suspects captured by surveillance cameras at nearby businesses and they were later arrested, Wellman said. Housley initially told police that she wasn't involved, but later admitted she was present. However, she said that Huggins was the person who shot Kang and claimed she didn't know anyone would be shot, he said. Wellman said ballistics experts determined that the same 22 caliber handgun was used to shoot both Kang and the male victim in the earlier robbery. Housley had faced a murder charge for allegedly being an accomplice in Kang's shooting, but on February 20th, she pleaded guilty to the lesser charge of voluntary manslaughter and attempted robbery for that incident and to two counts of attempted robbery for the incident on Telegraph Avenue. She testified against Huggins during his trial, identifying him as the man who shot Kang and the other male victim. Instead of potentially facing a sentence of up to life in prison, Housley was sentenced in May to 15 years and 8 months in state prison. Bellis told jurors that Huggins is innocent of murder in the robbery charges and alleged that the person shown on video with Housley was not Huggins. Bellis, who didn't present any defense witnesses, said Housley and a jailhouse informant both had motives to lie because they were rewarded by prosecutors for their testimony. The informant testified that Huggins admitted to him that he had shot two people during robberies in Oakland, killing one. King's widow, Wendy Wang, said in a testament read in court Monday by Bowman that King's potential new job with Google represented a chance for a better life, but this dream became a nightmare when the father of three was murdered. Wayne said, the loss of my husband has devastated my entire family in the community. I lost my very best friend, the three boys lost the father, and the elderly mom lost her lovely son. Wayne said she had planned to attend Huggins' sentencing, but she was recently, but she recently found out that she has breast cancer, which she thinks she developed because of the stress of her husband's death and having to support her family by herself. Again, this is coming from the CBS San Francisco and Bay City News Service, San Francisco.cbslocal.com website. With that said, let's talk murder. So I had the opportunity to speak with Mr. Huggins and get his take on the story. So in his letter, before I get into the questions, let me, let me show you how this letter began. Mr. Huggins said, but first and foremost, I want you and everybody that listens to your podcast to know that I am innocent of all charges that I have been convicted of. I am not a person who would be capable of committing these crimes. I have proclaimed my innocence from the very beginning, and I will continue to fight for my innocence and earn my freedom. I have been wrongfully convicted of these crimes and sentenced to life without the possibility of parole, LWAP. For a crime that I did not do. 
By answering your questions, I truly hope that you will get my side of the story out there to the public, but also help me prove my innocence to all those who think that I have committed these horrible crimes and prove to the public that I am another black man who has been done wrong by the criminal justice system. You all ready? Let's get into this. What do you recall most about the morning of the crime? Mr. Huggins advised, the morning of the crime was just another morning for me. I got up to go and find work that day through a job tip agency, but they did not have any work for me that day, so I made plans to spend the night with my then-girlfriend at the time of four years, Danielle Jenkins. What did you have planned for the day? I planned on going down to the tip agency to see if they had any work for me, but if I was unable to receive a job for the day, then I would go to the job center to see what jobs were hiring at that time and fill out job applications for a couple of hours. Then I was going to go pick up Danielle Jenkins so we could get a hotel room for a couple of days so we could spend some time together. The moments leading up to the crime when the incident took place, what was going through your mind? I cannot answer this question because I was not there to commit the crime with my co-defendant. What do you remember most about your trial and why does this memory stick out for you? There are multiple incidents that stick out for me. But one is when the detective, James Gant, admitted on the witness stand that he had done the gunshot residue GSR wrong. He admitted that he was supposed to test my hands and jacket sleeves separately. Instead, he tested both my hands and jacket sleeve at the same time, which that is contamination of evidence because that GSR could have come from anywhere that I could have come from anyone that I came in contact with that day, be it from somebody that day to the arresting officer. And another incident that stands out is when Oakland Police Department found two sets of fingerprints at the, the murder scene, but OPD only tested one set of, of fingerprints, which belonged to my co-defendant, and the other set of fingerprints were never tested. What's your take on the evidence that was presented? He advised. The evidence that was presented by the DA was circumstantial evidence. I was charged with the gun, but there was no gun ever found. I had a pair of blue earbuds that I used to listen to music on my phone, and the DA tried to say they belonged to the murder victim, but the murder victim's wife could not say the earbuds belonged to her husband. But all in all, none of the evidence that was pre presented could not put me at any of the crime scenes, just my co-defendant saying that I was with her during the crime and that I am the shooter. Do you feel your attorney had your best interest at heart? No, because this is my first time being in this type of situation, so I was going along with whatever she told me and my family because she saw how naive we were about the law, and she used that to mislead me. Do you feel your attorney did all they could do to defend you? No. When I look back to my pre-trial and trial, my attorney could have brought up real, arguable defense than the one she presented at trial. If you could say anything to the general public about this crime, what would you say? He advised, I first want to say that I am innocent of all the crimes that I have been convicted of. I had no reason to commit any robberies because I was able to find a legitimate job and if I was on hard times then I could have asked my family for financial assistance which they would be have been 
more than willing to help me. And for Althea Housley to have put the blame on me is wrong. And for Alameda County Justice Department to have wrongfully convicted me is wrong and unfair. At this time, I am still pursuing my innocence, but also I need to clear my family's name from this negative situation. And of course you all know I had to ask, how has life been since being incarcerated? And he advised, It has been an experience that once I am released after proving my innocence, I don't ever want to think about this. With that being said, I want to know your honest opinion. So we have gunshot residue tests done wrong. They were supposed to test the hands and the um, sleeves separately, but they weren't. We have two sets of fingerprints that appeared, but only one set was tested. Now that, for me, is some vital evidence. Some vital evidence is definitely fingerprints and the gunshot residue. Because if you shot this gun, let's see what the intensity of the residue is according to this test. Now, could there have been some cross-contamination considering the test was done wrong? That's something you have to take into consideration. And also, who did these fingerprints belong to? You have this random set of fingerprints that were not tested? Interesting. Again... The number one question is, could this case, in your opinion, have been proven beyond a reasonable doubt based on what we've heard from the accused at this time? Mm, this one is real, real sticky. So a case that is believed to have been built off of circumstantial evidence. You know, circumstantial evidence are one of the hardest case, kind of cases to prove. Just because the evidence is just that, it's circumstantial. It can be... It can go any which way. It's very gray. Here we go again with, with that color gray. <laughs> it's very gray. But I want to know what you think. Make sure, make sure you let me know on social media. Uh, hit me on Twitter at Let's Talk Murder. Or um, Facebook and Instagram at LTMWDK. Again, that's Twitter at Let's Talk Murder. Or Instagram or Facebook at LTMWDK. I'm Diamond Kisan, and we've just talked murder. Until next time, stay safe and never be afraid to talk murder.